And he's like, oh, no, 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 like it's a guide chicken. We're learning, it's like we're teaching it to, to lead the blind. Hello and welcome to this episode of my podcast, Tom Simpson's A Conversation With. This week on the episode, we have Maisie from Maisie Knits. Uh, Maisie is a very talented knitter. She's only been knitting since about 2019, uh, so not a very long time at all. But if you look at her Instagram, you would think that she's been knitting for a very long time. When we recorded this episode, we had just like kind of come out of a tier system into a full lockdown. Um, and as you kind of know now in the UK, we're, we're not back into a kind of tier system. They're just gradually bringing things back. Uh, a little bit about my week. Uh, last week, I uh, went to work again, uh, which is really nice. Had one of the busiest days in the kitchen um, that we've really had in this new place because it's, it's quite a new business. That was really fun, really nice being back into the kitchen. Uh, this week, we are recording the next episode of Historic Cooking. Uh, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, there's going to be a bonus episode of the podcast where I talk to Esme, who is the owner of uh, a restaurant in Coventry and some pop-ups in Birmingham as well, who does amazing Caribbean food, and that's the inspiration. Check out my social medias because I will be doing a behind-the-scenes video and I'll be just be shouting about um, the full episode coming out as well. So in this episode, we talk a bit about Maze's new job that she started um, back when we recorded this. Uh, we talk quite a bit about being in the hospitality industry because we are both in the hospitality industry and also really enjoy it and uh, think of it as a career more than just a side job. We talk about some of her knitting projects, about our love for chunky wool. We also talk quite a bit about Netflix shows and other shows that we've quite enjoyed over lockdown. You will also find out what live animal someone brings into a restaurant that she was working at, which is a very funny story. So I'll be back in the middle with a little update from Maisie and then I'll talk to you at the end. We start the conversation with me asking about her work. Um, so it's a company called Lane 7 and um, we've just opened, well, I mean, we opened in the middle of a pandemic, but so we're open for only about two and a half, three weeks max. But it was like, it was amazing. I absolutely love it. But it's like a bowling alley. There's mini golf. There's like um, retro arcade games. Like there's, there's loads there. And then there's like seven bars, street food. Yeah. So it's a massive project, but um, it's such a shame we had to get shut down so quickly. But hopefully it won't be too much longer till we can get back on the running again. Yeah. Did you get to open much? Like... Were you open for a period of time or? Like literally three weeks max. That was it. Like we, we did all the prep like behind the scenes, like me and the five of the managers in like four weeks. And then we launched and then, yeah, it was, we were open till the 5th of November and we all joined on the 5th of October. So it was literally a month for all of us. It was really like, it was quite stressful, but it was, it was really good. Like it was just really intense. And then yeah. to go from nothing and then smash that out and then absolutely nothing again. It's been like, ugh. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least kind of you've got a job and stuff. Are you, are you still able to get furlough? Because... No, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, luckily, like the company's um, looked after us like, really well. Um, but, and like, we've had the opportunity, like, well, we've all said if we've got the opportunity to kind of help in other sites and stuff until we open or whatever. But obviously, we're all on lockdown at the minute. But they're opening Manchester as soon as everything kind of opens back up again, which is another similar size site to us, which will be wicked. So. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because I remember you showing, uh, sharing photos and stuff, and I think I've started following them yeah. as well. And the food. Yeah. Oh. The, the food looks incredible. I miss the food so much. <laughs> like, I've worked in restaurants, like, my whole career, but it's the first kind of place that's just done kind of street food as opposed to, like, actual sit-down, like, kind of service. And street food is my favourite thing. And mm. I made friends with all the traders straight away because I was like, please, <laughs> I need all of this. It's so yeah. good. Like, there's a... There's a trader called Watch Your Beef. Uh, they're Manchester-based, but they do the best burgers I've ever had. And they all have halloumi on the menu, and it's just it's the greatest thing. So I really miss awesome. that. So is it like lots of different vendors, like different street yeah, food so rather than one kitchen? We've got, yeah, so we've got a service yard at, um, at one side, um, which has three big shipping containers, and there's five different vendors. So um, there's like quite a good range of stuff. There's Thai food, there's um, like chicken and waffles, there's... There's burgers, there's, um, what else is there? Uh, bao buns, which are unreal. And then there's uh, English Indian, which I've just joined, which is like an Indian twist on fish and chips. So I haven't tried them yet, but I'm looking forward to once we open. So yeah, it's a, big, it's a big place. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, as soon as like lockdown and like restrictions are lower, if we're in yeah. and you guys are in the tier two, we we definitely want to come over. A hundred percent. Let me know because we'll get you booked in. Yeah, because it's wicked. Yeah, you can spend the whole day there. And obviously, being in Leicester, it's been in lockdown the longest. Um, kind of in these kind of restrictions. So when we open for the opening weekend, people coming in, they're like, "We've been waiting for this for so long. Like, we're so excited to be outside." It's like, "Yeah, that's fine. Like, keep coming back as soon as we open again." Because yeah, we we need you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks wicked. Like, uh, I'm well excited. There's yeah, we, there's so many things that we want to try and do when yeah, when definitely. we can. But yeah, yeah, it's that frustration of not being able to do it yet. I think that everyone just kind of wants to get stuck in. But yeah, yeah, Hopefully I feel it won't like... be too long. Yeah, I feel a little bit fortunate because when when we were in a slightly lower tier, um, I, I worked for a cafe. So I was able yeah. to go out um, at least two days a week. I was doing a bit of delivering mm-hmm. and I was getting to work in the kitchen. So I was able to get out yeah. with my girlfriend. has been working home. She was on furlough for a little bit, but yeah. for most of it, she's been working from home. And it's just hard work, just being stuck at home all yeah. the time. Yeah, I can imagine, and it's and it's hard. Like I think being in your own space in, when you're not used to working at home because it's the way you go to relax. So like I'm used to when I get home, it's just kind of like my downtime. I'll sit and I'll knit, or I'll watch TV, or I'll just like just chill out basically. So doing that all day every day was nice for a while to kind of wind down from how intense work's been, and then it's just kind of like I don't know what else to do now. I'm sick of the same four walls, do you know. So I, yeah. I'm making myself go out on like hikes and stuff, which is great. But no, I, just, I actually don't think I'd ever say this, but I actually really miss going to work. <laughs> yeah. I really miss the long hours. It's mad, but... Yeah, it's it's really weird. Uh, we're just about to order a, an actual desk because our apartment's quite mm-hmm. small. We've been put in off for ages because we don't know if we really need it. But of course, because yeah. my partner's working so much from home, it just it helps give her that separation of this is my workspace and then this, yeah. is, this is home. So... No, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So what no, have you been it's, doing? It's definitely good to have that. Yeah. What, what have I been, been doing? doing um, lockdown time. I mean, I think I've knit enough um, to kind of fuel a small army of people, um, especially in the first lockdown. I was down in Cardiff, so it was slightly more strict. So I think I knit about 17 jumpers, maybe. It was madness. I was just absolutely wow. running through them because I was like, I've got nothing to do. <laughs> like, it probably wasn't that many, but it felt like it. And then... Um, when I moved back up to Leicester, like I kind of slowed pace a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean, I've taken this time to kind of start kind of developing my skills a bit more. Like I don't really feel like I've been into that long, although I realized it was May, like 2019. Um, but I've still kind of been doing kind of basic patterns. I've, I haven't kind of done my own stuff yet. Um, so I've started to try and kind of um, develop that a little bit more, which is, which is fun and frustrating, but um yeah, and just kind of pushing myself a little bit more in that sense. And then just luckily my, I've got my bubble. So like I'm able to kind of go out and kind of like go on hikes and things like that, um, which has been really good. So just kind of keep myself a little bit sane. But yeah, other than that, it's just kind of been mostly knitting focused, to be honest. It's been quite nice to have such a long time to kind of develop it a lot more and then um, to kind of make have the time to do the projects that I really want to do. So it's been yeah. it's been good in, in some ways for sure. That's cool. And did you say you started knitting in 2019? Yeah. Have you never done it before at all or did you just pick up needles? No. I mean, I used to sew. I know it's very different, but like from that, I could kind of read, I could understand like patterns and things. Like it just made sense to me. So it's quite straightforward. Like I, my mum taught me to sew from very young age. Um, I think I knit a scarf once when I was younger and it took me so long and um I used the wrong size needles and it was the most frustrating thing. I think my nan finished it in the end because I was like, I can't do it. I don't like it. It was a gift for a friend. So I was like, I hope she still got it. But um, yeah, I started in, in May 2019 because I um, I just wanted something to do. I wanted something that didn't take a lot of kind of a lot of focus or a lot of brain power in the sense that I find it very re- relaxing because I'm learning, but I'm also kind of switching off at the same time. And um, it was really good for me. Like I was, because of where I was working at the time, because I was working in Cardiff, it was really, really busy. I was working in a restaurant there and um, I just needed some like, just some headspace really. And it like, could really help with like my anxiety and things like that. So like, that's what I just started. I didn't stop really. And um, yeah, I'm, I just picked them up. And the first cardigan I made was one of these actually. It's a Lauren Aston one, um, but it was in like a mink color. And I... I mean, it's awful. Don't get me wrong; it's not great. But like all my, all like my, um, 
my pearls like stitches were like twisted and things but I've still got it I can't unwind it I've got to keep it it's like a this is where I started kind of thing but yeah I just picked it up and kind of went with it really just had a go but that's awesome yeah that's definitely a common theme that's yeah. happened with this podcast is that yeah a lot of people have started knitting and crafting because of mm. helping with stress and anxiety and yeah kind of just having you focus on one thing and not the rest of the noise that's kind of going on in your brain oh 100 percent. yeah um yeah that's really cool i mean like your first like project i think i'm guessing the the scarf that you did back when you were younger was probably oh like, yeah it was crazy yeah, thin wool and like <laughs> thin needles and stuff like that oh yeah it was and then like yeah <laughs> yeah and then i i can tell that you've you've realized that chunky wool chunky wool is the way to go oh a hundred percent i mean i made so i always make both my nans a gift for christmas and last year i made them like this really lovely like chunky snood like one of my nans is like she complains she's cold all the time so it's like amazing i make this you'll be warm and then she was like this is too hot like i can't wear it i was like <laughs> what do you mean like you go to a house and it's like like the heat of like the Caribbean when you walk in like you've just got to go in like a t-shirt and it's ridiculous so this year I was like right I'll make you something a little bit thinner and I used um really fine mohair mm-hmm. honestly it's the most stressful thing I've ever done I was just there I, I was putting it off and putting it off I think I knitted three things in between because I was like I don't want to do it I started them in August and I'm still knitting them on Christmas Eve I was like I can't I can't do this this is horrendous but so chunky wool forever for me I can't I can't hack thin stuff. I don't mind holding, like, if it's, like, a multiple strands, whatever, that's fine. But mm-hmm. just that on its own was was absolutely soul-destroying. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, I know um, I spoke to Lizzie from Hive Knits, and she started mm-hmm. kind of similar with you um, with the Lauren, yeah. Lauren Ashley. Laura Ashley? Lauren Astin, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and um, she started going into the mole hair stuff, and she's, but she's actually yeah. kind of enjoying it, I think. Yeah. At some point, for me, I think I'm starting to want to use thinner wool but that's mm-hmm. probably because i want to try and make a project last longer than that's like, fair yeah a jumper and stuff can take a week if i'm like taking it easy yeah. um but i think like thinner wool is just gonna make me help like sew down my knitting and help mm-hmm. my spending a little bit no <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i didn't i didn't realize quite how expensive a hobby knitting would be I mean, I love the outcome of it, but yeah, I um, I didn't quite realise how much of kind of a a chunk my bank account would take. But um, no, I think I think what I I think what I went wrong there was I didn't kind of go for like a medium kind of thickness in the middle. I went straight the thinnest wool you could imagine. There was no kind of buffer in the middle, so I think you know, like I do want to start making stuff that's maybe because at the moment I'm I'm quite a selfish knitter in the sense that everything I knit is for myself but I want to start making stuff for other people and obviously that's not always everybody's cup of tea luckily like I made my mum a cardigan for Christmas and she's all into chunky stuff as well so that was fine but like if I'm to make something for other people I might need to kind of scale it down a bit but I won't go from the chunkiest wool possible to the thinnest wool imaginable I think that's where I went wrong there but yeah yeah, I I need to take it a bit slower yeah I think there's still loads of people out there who love chunky knits um but i think chunky knits that like in the uk really winter is kind of the best time but if you've got something a little bit oh, yeah. medium weight then it's mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit you're going to be able to wear it for more seasons no um, exactly and that's the mistake i've made because i've got nothing for the summer <laughs> yeah and you've kind of moved uh, you started with uh one of the gang stuff mm. um and then you've kind of moved away from one of the gang whilst what other walls do you like to use so to be fair, like I, I love the crazy sexy wool from one of the gang. I I've really fallen in love with their Tina Tape yarn. I made a cardigan in that over the summer. That was beautiful. And I've just reordered that. Um, I was a big fan of We Are Knitters. I really liked the wool. Um, I have tried some paint box stuff. I've tried their cotton things, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, but predominantly, I just I use Lauren Aston. I mean, I have um her because it's it's the super chunky stuff but it's not quite as chunky as like crazy sexy wool mm-hmm. um and a big thing for me is that ironically I'm actually allergic to wool oh, so really? yeah so it's really handy for me like I can wear it it's fine but when I'm when I'm knitting with it because all the fibers coming off like I've noticed because I've just got some more crazy sexy wool in like my face has just been like so itchy but I so I kind of moved towards Lauren Aston just because her stuff's hypoallergenic so I don't have any issues with it um, which is really handy 
and um so I can actually enjoy knitting it I'm not kind of crying <laughs> as I'm doing it but wow. um no yeah I, I've been sent I did a question box the other day on my Instagram um to kind of get some recommendations I've had some really good ones so apparently drops is a is a brand that I need to try um yeah, I think I and there's some as well yeah. yeah yeah I had so many people say that to me and I was like right okay well that's going to be kind of like the next thing that I order and um I think it's Siddhar some of their stuff's been recommended to me as well so I've had some really good stuff so I'm going to try and branch out a little bit more because my wool stash is getting quite big and it's all kind of the same brand and I really want to move away and kind of try some more stuff because I'm a creature yeah. of habit so yeah also yeah. like things like wool and the gang they are really good but they are really expensive as well they so, have got quite a high price point yeah yeah I think it's it's quite good when you're first starting because they do have really mm. good instructional videos and oh yeah uh, their patterns are very easy to read um mm -hmm. and stuff so I think it is a good starting point if you've got the money but yeah, yeah. there's so many different types of brands of wool out there that yeah are just as good if not sometimes a little bit better yeah no like I, I think I think that's where like you say it's a really good starting point and I always make the most of their sales if I can um that's why I kind of do most of my ordering to be honest um but I do think it is quite because one of the gang and like we are knitters are two very big companies within the knitting community I do think some really good brands do fall by the sides like quite often so that's why I'm kind of trying to make a conscious effort this year to kind of and I want to look at some um some kind of small businesses that do their own dyeing and things like that this year so that's something that I really want to kind of focus on so hopefully <laughs> Um, you're you're wearing your like our latest cardigan, aren't you? Really? You yes, got, like, I a am. Pink one as well that you're on. Yeah. You so I've done. Yeah. So that's um, I'm using Camille Rose and Yarnicorn. So I'm doing a chunky jumper at the minute because I don't have enough chunky jumpers apparently. Um, but yeah, so I'm pretty working that out. I've done the sleeve completely wrong, but so I've got to pull that back, which is a bit annoying. But um, I'm hopefully going to get that worked out today. Um, but that's one of I'm just kind of making it off the top of my head at the minute. So I'm allowing myself to make the mistakes of it instead of kind of being too hard on myself about it. But I think I figured it out now. I've just, I've put too many stitches in. So it's too wide and then it's too long because of it and we'll get there. But yeah, so this is one that I've kind of made recently. And then um, like the biggest project I've made, but I didn't think I'd ever kind of go for this color, but I actually can't stop wearing it. So it was a good, it was a good investment. <laughs> I was going to say the color really suits you and mm. Like it really goes Thank with you. your theme. Like you've kind of, I like the way, I don't know if you've done it intentionally, but the, the way your like Instagram kind of flows is like you, I guess you're like following with one pattern, but yeah. Yeah. Really I mean, Thank you. I've I've tried to be a little bit color coordinated just to kind of get an overall kind of aesthetic for it because I mean, I've had like my own personal Instagram for a while. For a while I was doing a fitness Instagram, but I was pushing myself so much that it wasn't enjoyable. So picking up and starting this knitting Instagram, I mean, I did it on a whim. I was like, I just want somewhere to kind of, more to show my family, like what I've been doing because I live so far away. And um, I was just, I was going to start taking photos or whatever. And then I was like, okay, people are actually kind of starting to follow me. And the knitting community is like no community that I've ever been part of. Everyone's been so welcoming. I mean, yourself, I mean, Zoe from The Woolly Grammoth and Abby from Calm Homemade, mm -hmm. like just from day one have been so supportive and like chatty and like everybody wants to talk to each other and it's really yeah. nice. There doesn't really seem to be that much kind of competition. Everyone kind of bigs each other up and it's the, it's the weirdest thing, but it's the loveliest thing at the same time because normally, you know, like I say, like in like the fitness industry, like I say industry, but like community that I was kind of part of for a while was so kind of like, oh, well, my sister's better than yours or like I'm posting this content and it was quite hard um, for me anyway. And so to now do this was like, okay. And then I was like, right, I should probably kind of get some kind of co like continuity because I, I love that kind of like, I'm big on coordination and things like that. So I was like, right. So I tried to express that through my Instagram. So I'm glad that it's kind of been picked up and appreciated because I'm obviously doing something right, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, the knitting community is just amazing. And um, I had a conversation recently about it as well of the people that you see on Instagram, they, they seem like real people. And there's such a mm -hmm. mix of people, different shapes, sizes, backgrounds. Everything. Oh, yeah. And like other communities, like you said, like the kind of like fitness thing, it seems like they're just trying to show off their like fitness persona. You, you don't really get yeah. to have like a proper sense of who the person is 
No, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, everyone, everyone that I've spoken to on Instagram and stuff about knitting and stuff has been just wonderful. Yeah, so, and yeah. it's so nice because if you, if you ask for advice or you ask for a pattern or you know, you just kind of go, oh, where did you get that from? Or you ask for suggestions and everyone's so willing to kind of give you that. And it's, it's so mm. nice. There's no like, well, no, this is mine and you can't have it. It's like, do you want to test this out for me? Like, you know, can you help me out with this? Like, this isn't quite going right. And I was surprised the amount of people that have kind of come to me and gone, oh, how have you done this? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> bless you. I mean, obviously I'm going to give as much help as I physically can. I'm always like, oh, you know, if you need anything, like, please just drop me a message. I might not get back to it because I can be quite awful at replying to things sometimes, but I will. And um, mm. like, because I'm genuinely really like flattered that you that you'd asked me the like the kind of advice on stuff like mm. because um I was like I like I said like I don't really feel like I've been knitting for that long and people are like oh it gives me hope that you haven't like you haven't been knitting for long and I was just like honestly if I can do it anyone can do it like as long as soon as you get your head around it like something just clicks and I think and you can just go like you just go with it I think once yeah. you kind of figure out yeah the basics you you're absolutely fine so yeah that's awesome and like I'm really hoping that this um podcast series um helps inspire more people to mm. give it a go and if they if they do find like knitting for example it's not their thing give crochet a go if crochet is not no, thing. definitely there's so many crafts yeah. and arts and all kinds of ways to express yourself to to kind of help especially like at the moment when we're recording this uk's in another lockdown who knows when we're going to come out and if we do come out i think everyone's still going to be on quite a high tier system you know mm-hmm. it's still a long long way to go I and mean, we'll we'll look back at this at some point but it's still yeah. still a while to go it's still a while for us yeah like there's a long road ahead like I was I was saying to um one of my friends the other day like it's mad how like this will be a period of time that will be studied in years to come when they're like what happened in 2020 and you're like oh no please don't bring it up again you know um yeah, but sure. no I think I think it it's, it's going to be a different pace of life for a long time and to be like everybody wants the normal back and I I also like I said you know I, I can't wait to get back to work and kind of do all the hours under the sun but at the same mm-hmm. time we shouldn't all kind of strive for that intense lifestyle that a lot of us were living beforehand like it, we should be adopting a slightly more mindful kind of slower pace of life I think it's really important so anything that you can do to kind of help with that is is you know at the end of the day, you don't have to be particularly good at it. If it makes you happy and you enjoy it, then and it gives you a sense of accomplishment or a sense of peace, then I think that's all that all that really matters when it comes down to it. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm hoping that, yeah, we're, as a society, we're all going to kind of grow a little bit and kind of work out how we want the world to be a bit more rather than mm-hmm. just following the routine that we have been for doing so long that hopefully we all will take a step back and we'll all start going on a walk just to go and clear our head and yeah yeah appreciate going outside <laughs> and seeing yeah. other people no definitely like um i i mean i genuinely just can't wait to go and have a cup of tea with my nan to be honest i'm I'm looking forward to that day and just go for a walk through my hometown and just appreciate the fact that it's a lot quieter and it's a lot slower pace like i'm really looking forward to that day yeah we can't wait to have people over to have like a dinner party like i yeah. love cooking and i love Um, Mm and my girlfriend loves hosting and it's like a really good combination of like when we can actually get people around yeah we just like it's something that we can't wait to have again no I bet like and it and it's mad how you miss things like that I think because they are they were such kind of there was such a joy that everybody appreciated before I mean like like you say like you really enjoy it and it's something that really kind of brought out the best in the both of you and until you have that taken away you don't realize how much you kind of need that and how much you really do miss just those kind of like simple evenings mm. of like not having to go out on like a big night out or like go out and like go out and physically do stuff like just have people over in your own home and just kind yeah. of relax like it's it's mad i really hope you're enjoying this episode um with Maisie. it was so fun uh, editing this again and reliving this conversation so here is just a little update from Maisie. Hi guys, I'm Maisie from Maisie Knits and ahead of my podcast episode um, with Tom that's coming out on the 30th of April, I thought I'd jump back in here and say hello to you all. Sorry I've been a bit MIA at the moment and um, as most of you are sure are aware, um, hospitality has finally started to get the green light to open back up again. So I've been busy, busy, busy making sure that the people of Leicester are happy and um, enjoying the sunshine. 
Um, I do have a few projects on the way. I'm currently halfway through to work in progress and I've got another one in the pipeline, which is a bit some more summery. Not my usual chunky style, but uh, we're gonna go for some cotton knits this year. I'm determined to be able to wear knitwear all year round. Um, I'm currently rocking my Vicky Knits vest, um, which I do have a post coming up on shortly. I hope you're all okay and I can't wait to get back and chat to you all soon. Bye. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast uh, or follow or leave a comment uh, and also really importantly if you can share the podcast as well uh, the more people will get to hear this podcast um, hopefully the more people I can help inspire to start creating. We slip back into the conversation with me asking what she likes to do in her spare time. I watch a lot of Netflix um, I feel like I've completed TV at the moment um, so I am trying to branch out and, and listen to like a few more like podcasts and things there's a couple of podcasts that I absolutely love um so I'm trying to kind of find a few more and actually try and find some more kind of like crafting based ones um so I'll definitely be blitzing this as soon as you release your first episode I'll listen to those as well but like I'm a big kind of um I, I don't know I'm just really big on kind of like visual stuff so for me I just kind of stick on Netflix and just kind of just go with it because um, it kind of distracts me enough to a point where I'm not focusing so much that I do it wrong because I can be like that as well sometimes with like stitches mm -hmm. and things. Yeah. Um, but so as long as it's nothing too thrilling, I'm okay. <laughs> but I mean, I've I've rewatched all the Stranger Things this week. Not this week, sorry, last week. I've redone Friends about a million times, Gilmore Girls. Like we've gone through all the big series and so mm -hmm. I'm going to start again now. But yeah, if anyone's got any recommendations, chuck them my way, please, because I feel like I've really completed TV at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, like we're getting to the point of like we're not sure what to watch. Well, we just finished watching um, Sweet Home, which is okay. this like weird Korean um, end of the world zombie monster show. It's weird. Yeah. Not exactly sure what the hell's happened, <laughs> but it is dubbed. So like, yeah, it's in English, but like the the plot is just so loose and it's based off like a web series and apparently the web series is much better and it goes into a lot more detail right. but there's like there's so many things that just aren't explained <laughs> and we <laughs> we came we were like we got halfway through and we like really really addicted to it but we just yeah. don't really understand what happened <laughs> but yeah. i was exactly like that with i don't know if you've ever seen a series called preacher it's yeah, on yep. prime mm -hmm. yeah i mean i watched a lot of that I didn't pick it up again because I was like, I have no, I loved it. I absolutely like, I was like you say, like I was absolutely hooked on it. I hadn't got a clue what was going on. And I was trying to explain it to like my friends and stuff on the phone or whatever. Cause they were like, Oh, we've been watching. I was like, I'm watching this. And they'd just be there like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I physically don't know what's going on, but I can't stop watching it. Cause it's great. But yeah, we all I, need a series like that so often. Yeah. I think I listened to uh, a couple of podcasts where they were talking to, mm. I think maybe one with Seth Rogen, who is one of the directors um, and someone else who was in it or something. And yeah. I actually, I think I've got a couple of the, the graphic novels of it as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think I kind of like, I nerded out a little bit about it before I started watching it. But it's kind right, of weird. Okay, because, you got a bit more of a backstory, yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of weird because season one is like the prequel to the graphic novels. Right. And then season two is kind of loosely based off the graphic novels, then it kind of goes on. Yeah. So season one has got nothing to do. Well, it's kind of setting up the scene because right, okay, the yeah. novel kind of just gets straight into it and it doesn't have any anything. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's very, very gruesome. <laughs> like there's a lot oh, of Yeah, that. no, yeah. I um I, th I think that's the other thing. I think because I was when I first started watching it, I didn't realise it was a graphic novel, whereas with most things I kind of have some kind of knowledge about what what it is because I tend to look stuff up mm -hmm. uh, but this I didn't I was like I was, look, I was scrolling through and I was like that'll do it's got Dominic Cooper in it I like him we'll go for it I was slightly misled I feel by the title because I didn't know it was a graphic novel so mm -hmm. I was there like I mean I know it's not going to be kind of like happy happy sunshine I can see that from the trailer however I was not aware how gruesome it was going to be <laughs> yeah my girlfriend watched it with me for the first and like half season um mm -hmm. And like we we're gonna like pick it back up again because I think we had a bit of a break. And then I was like, "Do you want to watch this with me again?" And she was like, oh, it's, "It's too much. It's too much. You can yeah. watch it by yourself." Yeah, fair. I um I was watching Stranger Things uh, with one of my friends. Like we kind of did the whole thing where you time it at the same time and watched it together because you know pandemic rules and things. Mm. And um he'd never watched it before, and I was like, 
okay, like I know what's I know what's coming. And then obviously it gets progressively kind of worse as towards like the third season. And I mean, even though I've already seen it, I was kind of, I, I stupidly decided to eat my dinner at the same time. And I was like, oh, I've done this wrong. I've really, really misjudged this. Yeah, I shouldn't have done have. this. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, first and second season, fine. <laughs> third season, no, don't have your dinner while you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we've, I can't, I can't remember what show it was, but there was a, a show and we tried to watch one of the episodes and then it's just so gory while we're having dinner mm-hmm. and we stopped it couple of weeks later it was like oh when are we gonna try and watch that show exact same thing we had to stop it and then we ended up watching it like a few days later but while we were in bed and not actually trying to eat (laughs) but i can't can't remember what show that was but yeah so have you got prime as well then yeah um i've got i've got prime so i'm trying to make my way through that now as well and uh Disney Plus is also kind of keeping me a bit sane at the moment. I need to I need to catch up on The Mandalorian. I watched the first couple of episodes and I haven't kind of gone back to it yet. Um, but I've been hearing really good re- re- like really good reviews on that, so I do need to go back and watch that. I'm really bad at like when everybody else is watching something, I kind of don't want to watch it. I'm quite bad yeah. with things like that because I don't want spoilers and I don't want people to ruin it for me. So I like to kind of enjoy it at my own pace. Um, mm. But yes, I'm looking to go back to that now actually as well. So hopefully that will give me something. I've just completed all of, I've just watched all of Sabrina, watched like Bridgerton, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm up to date with everything now. So I need, I need new things. <laughs> we, we kind of start with Sabrina because it started again a little bit Riverdale and a bit like musically and just a bit. Yeah. I don't know if it can keep it going like that or if it was just one episode that kind of put us off, but. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is one episode in it, which it is like you say it's very musically and it feels very kind of like you say it's very Riverdale um it doesn't stay like that because I I watched the first season of Riverdale and was like yeah this is great I'll watch the next one and I mean I have watched it all the way up to date but I don't know what the writers are on when they wrote the script but I was like what is happening this is madness and the fact they've renewed that for another season but they've cancelled Sabrina drives me mad because really yeah Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have anyway I thought they were going to cross link a little bit more because yeah, because they're the same, same universe, aren't they? Because they're yeah, Archie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've I I don't know, but apparently they're, they're everyone's kind of petitioning to get HBO to pick it up. Apparently at the moment, like they did with Lucifer when they cancelled Lucifer, and um, so hopefully they do and they don't do it kind of an injustice because it is it did get very like the last season was very good. It was very kind of my thing to watch. I really enjoyed that, um, and it's it kind of moves away a little bit from the whole Riverdale kind of like, I don't really know what that is anymore, to be honest. It's, it's a lot, but yeah, it, it moved, it moved away kind of graciously. And it was, to me, it's very kind of reminiscent in many ways of like Buffy and Buffy was a massive thing for me when I was younger. So yeah. Yeah. All about it. Yeah. Another show I would recommend is the wilds, um, which okay. is on, um, prime. Mm-hmm. It's about, um, I don't want to spoil it. It's about basically a group of girls that kind of go on this retreat. It's like a, mm-hmm. a wellness kind of like empowering kind of retreat. Um, and their plane crash lands and they get stranded on this like desert island. Mm-hmm. But like we were just hooked like straight away. It's really, really good. Okay. I'll pop that on my watch list then for definite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've just kind of, I've started watching the American office because I never really got got into the English one, mm-hmm. and I've never watched the American one. I was like, well, we're in lockdown, might as well. Now's the go. time, yeah. I was yeah. saying that I couldn't get into the English office, and I'm all about like British comedy. Like I I do love it, but that I just couldn't kind of get my head around. It wasn't really for me. But I've watched like a few episodes of the American Office, like here and there, like when they've been on. But no, I've I've myself and my sister have been have been cracking through that as well, which is I mean it's great. I think it's absolutely hilarious, and Steve Carell is incredible yeah i can feel it getting a bit better but it's yeah what it's doing is making me want to watch parks and rec again because yeah parks and rec is the same formula with like the whole kind of like documentary in an office thing but yeah like the characters are just better in parks yeah that's another one i need to watch as well because i've been recommended that so many times and the cat and it's chris pratt in that isn't it yep it's yeah. uh, young, fat Chris Pratt, um, and then he gets a little <laughs> bit like fitter as the kind of yeah. years go on. But yeah, before before yeah. he becomes Star Lord, <laughs> yeah, before he becomes like a massive 
like international style. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I definitely need to watch that as well. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. Cool. It's a good thing I've got some time so that I can actually get through them. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think you'll? So, are you a manager at the the place? Yeah. So I'm um, I'm the assistant general manager. So it's myself and um, a friend of mine, Lucy, who um, are kind of like second in command at the moment. So she's in charge of all the bars. I'm in charge of all the floor, uh, which is good because it's my kind of forte. I've always kind of grown up as like with waitressing and kind of always been a floor manager. So it was a big step up for me, but it's been it's been really enjoyable, and it is. I think there's there's kind of a mindset, I think, with a lot of people in hospitality where people always kind of want to get out of hospitality, I think. There's, or there's always a certain group of people that I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or everybody always kind of says, like, I'm not doing another Christmas. And then next Christmas, three Christmases later, you're still there, you're still doing it. Because deep down, I think we all love it. Mm-hmm. It is very stressful. Um, it You know, it's it's tiring, it's intense. But this is kind of the first time in quite a while that I can honestly say like, I actually love my job. Like I really enjoy it. And it's because it's so different for me because it's more kind of events kind of venue kind of based. And, you know, we're, we're looking to kind of host things like um, we've got a massive screen so we can do all like the sports, we can do this that, and the other. So it's quite a flexible space that we've got as well. So I'm really kind of looking forward to it. So even though there's the extra kind of stress and the kind of the big step up, like I am really enjoying it definitely that's cool yeah i think uh because I've, I've been in hospitality since i was 16 as well so yeah um it's kind of nice seeing more people actually seeing that as a career like yeah. there's a lot of people that just use it as like a just another kind of part-time job or a bit of mm-hmm. cash whatever yeah. um, but there's definitely a growing there's like there's a lot more people who are starting to see it more as like an actual career which is good because i've been seeing it as a career for well it has been my career for quite a while yeah no same like when I graduated I mean I did a dance degree I did nothing to do with hospitality I I, I did it while I was at uni because I was a waitress when I was back home and I was like I can make money I can make tips I can live and then I started to really enjoy it and and as soon as I graduated it was a choice of okay do I step into a management role and you know obviously I was really lucky that that was open for me and I was like do I do this and kind of progress and the kind of not worry about student loans and all that kind of stuff or do I go the other way and kind of just kind of wing it in other jobs that maybe I might not enjoy so much I was like no this is something I want to pursue and I have ever since and um I find it gives me everything that I enjoy I, I love teaching other people I love kind of watching other people kind of grow into the into what they can do or whatever I, mean, I taught dance for a few years so to me it's a similar skill set and um yeah I just I just ran with it but it, like you say it's so refreshing now I think to see people actually take it seriously because there's there's quite a lot of I think misconceptions about the hospitality industry that people have and they think that oh you know it's not a proper job and the amount of people that would ask me like when are you going to get a proper job or whatever and I'm like this is a proper job like mm-hmm. it is and it's hard and it might just look like I'm just giving you food but actually there's so many other things that you've got to take into consideration and I don't think people really give it the time of day that it deserves and kind of the yeah or the respect that it deserves in many ways um so it's nice to see yeah I do take pleasure in those uh occasional employees that you get who think that they're just doing it for a bit of money it's not it's like Mm -hmm. nice and easy and then they're put on like a, a Saturday like a busy service and they're like they they have no idea what they're doing and it's kind of nice to see that like penny drop and then realizing oh no this is this is hard this is not just oh yeah standing around just pass some food out yeah yeah and it's it's it like i i also i i enjoy that moment where they're like oh okay this is actually like serious and i really need to kind of strap in and get and get on with it um i used to kind of love telling i mean i still do the stories that you get from hospitality are just next level and I'm sure it is in, in quite a lot of other kind of careers and, and this and the other but sometimes when I talk to people about kind of experiences that I've had in restaurants and with individuals of the public and this that and the other and they're like what do you mean I'm like yeah this I haven't made any of this up this is real like this is hand on heart this is real and we have to deal with it you know one of one of the weirdest things I think that's ever happened is um when I was still waitressing, a, a guy walked into the restaurant on a busy Saturday um, with a with a live chicken. Okay. Yeah. 
and I have apparently a face that everybody wants to talk to. So everyone always comes to me and I was like, great. And he was like, he's holding it like a, like in um, Austin Powers when the, when the evil guy turns around, he's holding a cat. Like he was just like clutching this chicken. I was like, one, why is the doorman let you in? I don't understand. And um, I was like, what do you want? And he was like, oh, um, my friend sat over there and looking after his chicken, it's not eating. And I was like, have you got a phone? Like, call him. Like, you can't come into the restaurant. Like, my, my chef, because it was an open pass, was literally sharpening his knives. He was like, get that chicken out, Maisie. He's like, get it out. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. All my managers were busy. So I was trying to look after my tables and, and do this. And um, and this guy went over, like, he kind of pushed past me to the table. And he was like, uh, I was like, mate, like, you can't be in here. Like, you need to leave. Um, we don't allow animals in the building. And he's like, well, why not? This chicken's been on Britain's Got Talent. It can do backflips. So I was like, honestly, this is amazing, but you can't be in here unless you've got like a guide dog with you. And he's like, oh, no, no, Like it's a guide chicken. We're learning, it's like we're teaching it to, to lead the blind. And I was like, mate, you need to leave, please. And luckily a manager came over that point and saved me. But I mean, you just can't make, I can't, you can't make it up. That's amazing. And it was, yeah, it was peak on a Saturday. And I was like, this is like, half eight we're in the middle of dinner service I've got like we've got so many people waiting around the bar and you thought this was a good idea and I was just like I can't and ble- like this poor woman was on one of my other tables and she like, grabbed my arm as I walked past and she's like if he, if he lets that bird go I'm out I was like babe I'm with you like me and you are like gonna leg it because I'm not <laughs> dealing with the chicken flapping around the restaurant that is not my job but yeah it was it's mad it's madness like the experiences you get in that industry is is just next level but I have yeah. never heard a live chicken coming into a restaurant before. That live is, chicken coming into a restaurant. That yeah. is a new one. We used to have pigeons that would come in all the time. We'd have to like shoo them out. But that was, I mean, it was brought in with a person and it was just, just insane. But no one yeah. could, no one could help because everyone was busy. And I was like, please, someone. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone there's at there's this probably point. a few people that were like, I am, I'm sorting this out over here. I'm I am very busy right now. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. You do get some good stories. I don't, I don't think I have anything. Well, most of my stories end up quite gross, which I won't share on the podcast. But um, oh yeah, no, same. I'm I'm sure we could have a we could have a, a long list of. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> People can be disgusting. That's, that's yes, they that can. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> um. So have you kind of like always been? So when did you start in hospitality? Like when you were eighteen or like? I was yeah. So when I was eighteen, um, I was yeah. I, I was just kind of I, I'm from quite a small town in Shropshire so there wasn't really it was like you have a paper round or you kind of work in one of the pubs and um I was I was teaching dance at that age anyway but like from the age of about 16 to 18 so that was kind of my Saturday job so I really focused on that I didn't really have much time for kind of anything else and then when I was like right I'm going to uni now I need that that summer I need to I need to make some money I need to do this that, and the other and um, a friend of mine worked in in one of the pubs in town and she was like well I can get you a job if you want. I was like, yep, yeah, sure. And then I've just, I've just never looked back. So yeah, I just, just ran with it. And, nice. Yeah. What kind of dancing were you into? Um, I did. So I don't kind of have like a formal training background, like ballet or anything like that. But I kind of, I just started when I was younger. Um, my family are always big on like, you have to have a hobby. You need to have something to do. I was, I was swimming for a while and then, I was like, yeah, no, it's not for me anymore. So I started, I started doing dancing when I was like eight. So I was quite late when I started anyway. And um, just to kind of like show stuff with a school um, in my hometown. And we we had, we did like, we did um, all the sh- like shows in like London. Like we've done quite a lot with it. Like it was, it was really enjoyable. And then I kind of fell in, that was more kind of like stagey, kind of like jazz kind of style stuff. I kind of progressed a bit more when I went to college and did more like contemporary and, a bit more formal training like we did like some ballet and things like that um but contemporary for me has just always been I went, once I found it I kind of was like I, I don't think I can kind of look at anything else now um I think just because it is so fluid and there's so much you can do with it um so that's why I went on to study at, at university but I absolutely I absolutely love it I haven't danced in about four years I miss it like no tomorrow but we're not really I'm, I'm my age group isn't really like catered to like I'm only 26 but we're seen as kind of like the cut off kind of age like classes for a lot of places of like 21 22 maybe mm-hmm. so if I go to like an adult class that's fine but it might not be the adult the kind of adult class that I would want to go to I want to go to like a kind of like professional kind of advanced kind of class and it wasn't really catered to there was there's some really good classes in Wales actually which I went to in the Millennium Centre um but then Covid hit and I didn't get to go anymore but that was that was absolutely amazing so 
hopefully they'll start branching out and doing a bit more once kind of restrictions have lifted because I'd love to do it but because that to me is what I used to use what I now use knitting for is kind of like headspace and just kind of focusing on one thing like it was a really really big thing for me so yeah it's a bit more exercise dancing than knitting as well Mm. because you you're moving yeah I mean my watch keeps telling me they're like are you doing an elliptical workout I'm like I've never done an elliptical workout and I never will do an elliptical workout but yeah sure (laughs) I'll log it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because I am quite a few years ago now um I uh I had a go at doing uh ballroom dancing which I, I really got into um but everyone in that class was like at least 10 20 years older than me um yeah but the the instructor was like a bit older than me but uh so mm-hmm. i would dance with the instructor every now and again but mm-hmm. at that point as well she was heavily pregnant so it, mm. i was quite far away from her when i was dancing as yeah well. i could but, imagine yeah yeah it's something that i've kind of like maybe when the world is a bit safer i might look yeah. into it again but it's just trying to find time yeah. really no yeah it i think because it is quite it's quite a time consuming thing because you have to a lot time to go to classes and this that and the other whereas the thing that i really enjoy about now knitting is that i can just pick it up and put it back down again in 10 minutes if you know if i need to or you know yeah. you, it's very it's a very mobile hobby Mm-hmm. Ba- bang it in a bag you take it with you like I am um, in most meetings at work and things I normally have a project with me so I can sit and kind of do it while we're, while we're taking notes and things like that just just because it, to be honest, it helps me it helps me focus on on kind of what I'm doing so yeah because it's not like you can kind of do that as you're like your fidgety thing and it means means you can kind of focus a bit more while people are saying yeah yeah exactly and yeah like it sounds it sounds ridiculous but yeah it really like it really does like it really helps me focus in what is actually being discussed and kind of not drifting off in the back of my head thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. So it's really handy. (laughs) That's cool. Um, I also saw that you've got like three tattoos. I do. Yeah. I've got three. Yeah. Um, So I've got, I'm really big on Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland is my favorite thing in the whole entire world. So uh, they're only small, but I've got um, the original John Tenniel illustration. Um, It's only about like this on my back of just Alice where she's looking up at the Cheshire cat, but it's just her. I've got a um I've got a little white rabbit same um illustration um on my on my ankle because I'm late for everything. So it was like a big joke with all my friends that like, okay, we're gonna ask you to be there at three, but actually I don't need to be there till half three because I need the half an hour break, like that half an hour buffer to actually be on time. I'm a lot better now, but I used to be absolutely shocking at time. And um my closest friends will know that when I say I'm gonna be there at three or whatever, I'll be there about ten. 10 quarter past maybe um because all my I feel like all my energy goes into being on time for work and for like meetings and things so when it comes to like my free time I'm just like I just get distracted very easily and I'm like oh yeah I'll do that I'll take five minutes and I'm like 45 minutes in I'm like oh probably should have left now <laughs> um and then um I got um I can show you this one actually on my arm I got um it's my mum's handwriting so it's, it's her actual handwriting if you can oh. see it she's got the fanciest handwriting in the world um but it just says mother's daughter i'm very like it's the miley cyrus song yes but um i'm very very close to my mum and we are the spitting image of each other so i uh was like why not me and my one of my friends are like when the when the studios opened because it was in between the second and the third lockdown she was trying to get a tattoo and i was like oh, yeah why not and we just went in <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, nice. I, i'm very on a whim yeah um i was meant to have my fourth one booked in beginning of january but obviously with lockdown i didn't get to do it but that'll be a slightly bigger one on my arm here so hopefully that will still go ahead once everything opens back up again yeah do you do you have any other hobbies other hobbies Hmm. i like cooking i love cooking i love baking um one of my best friends is also really big on that so we always send each other recipes and stuff so once a week we try and make something kind of together or whatever which is which is really good um i'm I'm a big foodie. That's one thing I miss most, I think, is it's going out for food and brunch. I miss brunch. I know it's really basic, but I love brunch. It's my favourite thing to do, and I miss it a lot. <laughs> and yeah. uh, just kind of going out and trying new restaurants and trying new types of food and things. So I didn't think that I would be so into it considering the industry that I'm in, but I absolutely love it. And it is something that I do really miss. So I'm hoping that it's not too much longer so I can go out and get some avocado toasters and poached eggs on it to be honest as as simple as it is <laughs> can't yeah. wait <laughs> yeah same yeah we we can't wait there's a, a new cafe not too far away from us and they've mm-hmm. only been able to do takeaway because they opened 
in between lockdowns and we mm-hmm. we're really excited about seeing them actually open and there's yeah. loads of places there's like i would love to actually on a day off actually go into my work and sit down yeah. and have a breakfast there as well because mm-hmm. yeah just uh all of that really it's nice to see it from the other side though because i used to always love going to where i worked like when yeah. i was off duty and just kind of just go in and actually experience it from the other side and obviously i know i've got a bit of, you've always got like a kind of bit, a bit of inside knowledge or whatever but i think it makes you a bit more patient with things like that as well like if something goes wrong or whatever um yeah. but i really enjoy it just because i just i enjoy the whole like i don't know just the whole like atmosphere and the whole kind of experience of it all kind of I just it's yeah I love it absolutely love it I can't wait <laughs> that's cool that's really nice to hear that you're like you're in it really into hospitality and like yeah yeah that's cool yeah nice. definitely it's a it's a it's a big thing I think um yeah like I say it's nice like just just kind of circle back what you're saying before it's so nice to see people take it seriously and other people have the same passion for it that you do because a lot of people do kind of look at me and they're like why do you enjoy it so much i'm like because it just changes every day it's it's, it's different and it keeps you on your toes and you have to be i think it's all i think it's an all or nothing kind of thing and you've got to kind of be all about it or you just kind of get swept away with it i think yeah for sure yeah it that is one of the advantages it is no two days are the same it is different no. every single day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that was episode 10. Thank you, Maisie, for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you, everyone, for listening as well. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. I really hope that you like and subscribe uh, to this podcast and follow me wherever you're kind of watching or listening to this podcast. Um, it'll really help. And even more importantly, if you can share as well hopefully more people can listen or watch these episodes um, the idea of the podcast is to try and help inspire more people to create and craft because it's really good for your mental health and even though we're starting to come out of the lockdown now and things are starting to slowly come back to a bit more normality i think we all still need to check in on our mental health and uh, make sure we find some time for ourselves as well Um, and hopefully talking to these amazing people might help inspire you or other people as well. Um, I'll be back with another episode on Friday and I will be talking to Abby from Calm Hope Made. Keep an eye on my social medias, but episode will drop next Friday. I will see you next week. Bye.